we all got a different path that we're on. It's all custom, man. It's all custom. So we got to never forget that it is custom. And you have to feel custom. You do have to feel unique. You have to feel unique in what you're doing. You have to. Mm. And if you don't, good luck. Go, str- go struggle. I'm not investing. You have to feel unique. I don't care how broke you are. I don't care what your limited capital is. You have to feel unique. You have to feel special because there are a lot of things that tie into feeling unique. Like there's no going around it. Welcome to the Lucas Grobot Show. I'm Lucas Grobot, and this is where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. Episode 274, The Afterglow. It is recorded March 16th, 2022, right after we finished our interview with Mikhail Mirnov, Mike Nova, musician and entrepreneur. If you didn't listen to the A-side, the first part of the interview with Michael, with Mike, go back and listen to that. After we finished the interview, I paused the cameras for a moment, and then I realized, you know, we're going to go into another hour of conversation, unpacking not just, you know, stuff that's happening geopolitically or, or, or our positioning of how we should think about Ukraine, but we really got into some really deep heart stuff, life stuff how to own your future, how to own my future. I, I came away with uh, impacted on many different levels, thinking about lots of different things in my life. This, if, this intro clip, you have to feel custom. You have to feel special. You have to know that you were created uh, with purpose and destiny to fulfill. That, that's still sticking with me even after this interview. So enjoy. The Afterglow with Michael and I. It died down when the violence dies down, you know? But the people that are preaching the same message 10 years from now, but it may be in a different way, different style, you know, different clothes, whatever. Uh, those are the people, they are, they're like us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like in a sense. Um, yeah, it's going to die down. Like we were talking about on on the on on live, you know, like it's gonna die down, and we're gonna keep going, and we'll we just won't we don't forget traumas, and if we do good, but the ones that we don't forget, if they're inspiring us to create more beautiful things, people, <laughs> you know, do amazing beautiful things in life, then there's no better life than that. You know, in a sense, and we there's so many aspects to it. That's why harding the trail, finding the trail is difficult every single time, right? Yeah, but it gets easier. You know, it gets easier, and and we become better. It's like bad, like any any athlete or artist, they get better because if if is this what we love to do? Yeah, is this what we love to do. Well, then we should keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're a little soiled, but who cares? <laughs> Like we're, we're going to, we have, we can wash our stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all good. We keep going. Cause we love it. You know, we love what we do mm. that we have. And we made those choices, you know, and it, Hey, you know what Winston Churchill said too, bro. what did he say? He said somebody, he changed his mind as the president or the minister. Prime minister, right. Of England changes his mind. Prime minister. Yeah. Changes his mind. You know? And in government, at the highest level of anyone in the country, changes his mind of what people were thinking he was going to do. And he changes his mind. And he says, you changed your mind? He's like, 
How what good of a person would I be if I never totally. changed my mind? Oh, that's such you know a big problem saying, these days, though. These days, people get entrenched in one way, one way of thinking, and they refuse to change their mind, even in the face of evidence. Look at Putin right now, or whatever, or anybody else, and, and Zelensky, I don't care. Look, bro, are you making people feel amazing? You know, across the world, because that's the new frontier. That's the new territory is we're talking from country to country now. Yeah. It's not just physical anymore. You know, I mean, whatever, you know, so. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. You know. <sighs> How's your family? How's your wife and kids, bro? Everyone's good. Everyone's good. Everybody's healthy. Not sick. Yeah, we kind of have this little head cold thing rolling around, but other than that, we're doing okay. Yeah. Did I tell you that uh, we had a miscarriage a couple weeks ago? No. Yeah. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, we were like 14, 14 and a half weeks. Yeah, so that was that was rough. So we're still kind of recovering from that. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. It's been a hellish, it's been a hellish, hellish couple months. So hellish. Kids having visions Oof. of death, like the spirit of death coming into the room, like having visions of like this hooded person, like with like smoke coming out of their hood. It's like real, like legit demonic activity sort of deal. Legit demonic activity. 100%. So we're just, you know, in the battle. Just in the battle. Bro, can I tell you something I wrote down yesterday? I wrote down like a paragraph. I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable saying it on a podcast, but um, I would have in, you know, it, that's just not where the questions were, but, or what, or whatever. I'm not saying that either, but um, sometimes, man, like we have so many rules in every, every structure of any community, whatever the religion, whatever the government, whatever the country, we have so many rules, right? Um, and, that, and that's cliche, obviously, to even say the word rules, but I was in, in Ukraine, and I walk outside. I walk outside. It's like an untypical situation for me. I walk outside. I'll probably post this sometime online, uh, but... I walk outside of, we were at a show researching an artist, like, you know, having some fun time dancing. There's the club is, the music is so good. I stay there till like 5am. We're walking out with a couple of my buddies that are there and two guys are fighting outside. Two dudes are fighting outside. They're about, are about to start a fight yelling hard. Like this is obvious. Somebody's going to get into a fight. Right. And I'm like, I'm like best shape of my life before the surgeries, like whatever, like I'm swole, like, I got chains on, like diamonds, like whatever, you know, I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this is, I mean, feel free to share, but you might not want to, this story, but we'll see. And, um, and I yell at him. I say, stop the fighting right now, right now. You know, like, and I said it in a way that was like, I was taking authority. Right. And they didn't like that. They did not like, one of them didn't like that. They kind of split up. I start walking away and the dude, that was probably the most taken by what I said. And I didn't really like, it was just my spirit at the time, you know, to do that. 
Right. Such a weird story, man. Uh, and maybe the way I said it, he didn't like it, but that was my, that was my text, you know? But I also was feeling in my ego a little bit, you know, like I knew I would like had some power to me, like physically and all that, you know, I was after a show, like blah, blah, blah. This guy starts coming at me and my buddy's shrugging him off, you know, a couple, a couple more minutes. Sorry, bro. Okay. No, this is great. This guy, <laughs> this guy, it's spiritual at the end, <laughs> obviously. Right. Uh, this guy's shrugging him off. And next thing I know, this dude is such a good kickboxer. And the cleanest kick I've ever seen. And I've done MMA before in my life. So that's where, like, where I'm comfortable, maybe a little more comfortable. Like, I have, like, a, you know, a record uh, in cage fighting, you know, like a professional record and stuff. Dang. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's amateur, but it's professional regardless, you know. And uh, it's official, maybe, is what I should be saying. Uh, and uh, uh I know these kicks. I know what a good one looks like, what a bad one looks like. And it just lands right, like hard, you know, the point, like my, my, dude, my teeth moved around and hurt for two weeks oh. after, you know? All the, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, how am I in this situation right now? You know, I had a lot of time to think about it later, but, uh, you know, something happens, he kicks him, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and we go to the ground we're wrestling and that's where I'm the best at all my best training is on the ground. And I immediately have the hangman. like immediately I, I have him so locked in with the head enough to where I'm actually able to get both of us up off the ground and, and put all of my weight and use his weight to get close to snap, like to suffocating him or snapping his neck, which, you know, as either death or paralyzation. Right. And it, three cameras out these videos are somewhere out you know they're somewhere Damn. out the, my, my my friends were there to like stop it because they knew it was crazy but it, i i just had to do what i had to do you know and um and i feel i feel the power of myself and, and I, ha I have the authority to kill someone right now and do it legally you know uh, because it's just too easy at this point. I'm way too trained for this. I know where I'm at. I know what's going on. None of these other dudes are attacking. Dang. There's 15 people around, three phones. My glasses are off. My shoe is off. Oh, my buttons off the shirt tore off. I haven't even put them back on. Like I haven't sewed them back on. You're wearing that shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> yeah. I, I kept it as a souvenir, you know? And, uh, and his brother's begging because his brother's also his he's in the MMA world and he knows what's what could happen right now. And he starts begging to let him go. Begging, you know? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And still, this is not like a lot of this was instinct. Like it wasn't like like I'm not it, it's so happening so fast. happening quickly, you know? Yeah. Happening quickly. But the the most important things I'm feeling and my body. This is not my mind making the decision is my body does this. It's either trained or it's, it's, it's the way that I'm conditioned from maybe childhood, the way that we're raised or something. I don't know, but I feel it. I'm feel like, I'm like, dude, I can kill this dude and get away with it. You know? And like, that would be fun. That'd be Putin style. That'd be Vladimir style. Totally. You know? And yeah, totally but Vlad, I, but it, it doesn't totally Vlad. <laughs> yeah. So that's so loud, dude. So flat. You know, hashtag, hashtag. 
And long story short, bro, I come home and I'm crying in the car. Wait, so what, what happened? I remember looking. So you're in that moment. Oh. What happens? Oh, there are cameras, cameras everywhere. He's begging. And I have, and you know, my, it's more of like my, it's not even my brain. Cause my brain would have probably wanted to snap his neck. It would have been cool. It would have been fun. And you know, maybe you deal with a court case and you get away and blah, blah, blah. And everything is legal, blah, blah, blah. Cause he struck first, you know, self-defense and it's all on video. Uh, which those guys have somewhere, I'm sure. Cause they're not going to delete something like that. I don't think, but, um, you know, I'm there and I feel him so limp, the enemy so limp that I'm like, there's no way he's going to recover from this, like in his, uh, you know, or I'm not even thinking this. I'm just thinking like, if I let him go, nothing's going to happen because he has no strength to keep fighting, you know? And, uh, so I let him go, you know, I just let him off. And he immediately, it's like that scripture, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That dude like was gone. And there's, he was like, so cocky, so big, you know? Kicking literally the most beautiful kick I've ever seen in my life, wow. live training in MMA to my face, you know? And yeah, dude, I get home and I'm crying, bro. Not hard, but I'm just like, I shit. Like, I was literally like crying because I'm like, this is what we're going through. This is what humanity goes through all, in some of these moments. Now it's in a war, in a sense, you know? Those guys are doing their thing and it's a psychological powers and principalities of darkness for some of these guys. Some of these guys is physical, they're dying and all that stuff, you know, but deep down inside, deep down inside, we're not, we're not happy at killing on the offense. We're okay. Killing on the defense. We're okay. Even then some of us don't do it right? because we just like, whatever, like, why? Like, I don't need this. You know, I already won. You know what I mean? Right. Or whatever. Right. But, uh, when you're on the offense and you're out to kill on the offense, um, and it's not, you're not, if you are ever to kill somebody and it's not out of something that's natural to you, it's up in your head. Lenin's last words that people heard were him on his knees, begging forgiveness from the freaking table and chair in his office based on how he lived his life. Lenin's last words, Steve Jobs. Well, yeah, a-hole, people said. A lot of people loved him. Still had a wife, had kids. And his last words are what? Oh, wow, how beautiful is this? As humanity, we're moving in the right direction, bro. And so we have, there's a couple things that we need to do as podcasters, as musicians, as entrepreneurs, as fathers. More fathers, less teachers. Vladimir's trying to teach right now. Mm. Vlad is trying to teach, you know? He's not being, he's not being a father. A father will protect. A father might kill. Fathers are killing in Ukraine right now because their sons were killed. Totally. And they're doing it out of instinct. They're doing it because they're like, I can't let, how can I not defend another son? And this is the old, you know, there are bullets flying. There are rockets flying. They don't care who it is. They just don't want their sons to die. You know? So, but deep down inside, we're wired to protect and we might be to the point of killing and whatever, whatever. But we're not, we're, we're very poorly wired to, to do the kind of things that, that Vlad is doing right now, you know, bro, you know, because we really do love our enemy deep down inside. Even if we don't think that we do or even feel it deep down inside, we very much so do because we're from one earth. We're from, 
we share way too we too many things in common together that our brain it's the craziest brain in all of all of living beings is the ones that the one that's in us the craziest one and it's really dangerous as you can tell as we could tell back in 1691 when this democracy was formed here on this land you know it's a very dangerous one civil wars it's a civil war right now so to speak over there i mean it's territorial obviously but it's also considered a civil war and then probably a civil war going to happen in russia an actual one like an official meaning of the word wow. it's probably probably going to happen in russia next yeah these people these people are terrified of their own president they hate what he's doing they can't they a lot of them are way too scared to speak out against it and the people that are are uh, becoming very famous right now especially if they're in media you but know? they're paying the consequence for their for speaking out I just saw yeah. some, someone was found yeah. in a suitcase for speaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. She was a model that he probably slept with them or something. I don't know. You know, but she was a model. She was in a suitcase later. Dang. Yeah. Like, like just total barbaric stuff that like, uh, what? Like, I thought we were all past this. Like, didn't we go through two world wars already? Like, isn't this what, like, at least if you can't feel it, at least think about the bloodshed and act on the, your thought. You can't feel the pain or the suffering. At least do it like logically. I guess know? that's where I think I would probably disagree with you in that I don't actually uh, think that people, you know, at the base core of their humanity love their enemy. You know, Dostoevsky writes a lot about this, how, you know, people think that, oh, humanity is basically good, but you know, when it comes to loving the face of a broken person in front of you in actual action, not just in theory of loving mankind and mankind's basically good, but like the neighbor in front of you that like gets under your skin, the enemy in front of you that you've been fighting with, I, on the whole of humanity, I think people actually don't like and actually do hate. You know, it says uh, Victor Frankl wrote and said that the line, the, the fault line of evil runs through every heart. Uh, there's the, the book Ordinary Men, which is talking about the, the, the kind of the reserve pol German police that went into Germany. These just ordinary guys, just like you and me giving a way out saying, hey, we're about to do some horrible things today. But if you want, you can go home. But the majority of the men chose to stay and liquidate the Jews from the ghetto, women, children, elderly, pregnant women, that is so, so dark and graphic as they spent the day just firing thousands of rounds into the back of people's heads that they'd have to get slammed drunk just to continue doing it. So I think, I think at the core of our humanity, there is something very dark and evil. And it takes, it takes something to, you know, from our religious background, it takes Jesus Christ to touch our hearts, transform us and put something supernatural in us so that we don't snap the neck of our enemy so that we have mercy in that moment rather than fulfilling the desires of our flesh 
And I think, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, there's a right picture of what you said that there is something righteous and just in the heart of a father to defend our home and defend our land. And that's right. That's good. That's just. Mm-hmm. Versus when you're assaulting someone else. Yeah, brother. It's a great point, And it's so true. Um, and I know that a lot of my life, me personally, I can relate to that. The, you know, some of, you know, I mean, you can't measure, you shouldn't measure evil. Evil is just evil. Just like you shouldn't measure sins, you know? Um, but it's very hard to love your neighbor when you yourself are broken. And not a lot of us are, because a lot of people are actually really happy. They are. A lot, of, a lot of these poor people are actually, I mean, yeah, sure, they would want a little more, like, they wouldn't mind a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever, whatever. But, I mean, you can be happy but, and broken at the same, I mean, just because you're happy doesn't mean you're not broken. Doesn't mean that you don't have, uh, you know, deep well, pains and sorrows in your life. Broken enough to not be able to love your neighbor. That's broken enough for me. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, we're happy, I guess. And, and you know, yeah, we're happy. You're 100% right. But when I'm broken enough, or when I was, or if I ever will be, which I don't plan on, if I'm ever that way, then I hope that um, I go and put myself in an environment where I know I have spiritual food, I have real food physically, and I have spiritual food being like communion as well, like with people that yeah. are good. And that'll, that'll, that'll pull that based on God's laws is catapulting me right back because me, that decision I'm going to be broken again, I'm going to make myself if I'm going to go that way. Because I'm too, I'm too, I'm too experienced in this brokenness love thing to know that that ego that is inside of me, that evil fault line. If I, if I, I do have, there is control over it. There is, you know, and not everyone's going to have that control. Some of us are assassinated. Putin might be assassinated. Bin Laden was, you know, because the people just don't want to handle it anymore. Right. But he was ready for that. What are you and me ready for? That's a different question. We're going to outlive this guy, even naturally. Totally. We're going to be a lot, and which means we're going to carry a lot more wisdom. We're, we're, or we're going to carry wisdom further, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I mean, dude, like, it's, it's a very, very complex bowl of nutrients that we don't want to mess up with the wrong like wrong ones or have too much of the right ones either you know like it, this is a balance to this stuff we have to be happy we have to be good we have to be we have to feel that god is love you know like for what whatever that means to each person individually there's eight you know there's billions of us here but yet we have these custom fingerprints that means something that means something. That means that you do have to figure out what your custom is. You have to. And if it doesn't feel custom to you, 
then do something else for the time being and come back to the other thing. If it doesn't feel custom because you were, without your decision, you were made custom. Just look at, look at yourself. Look at your hands. Look at your prints. It wasn't even your decision to be unique. And yet we still try. Wow. You already are. Like, like, like I have a car. I don't try to be, you know, like something worse. You know what I mean? Like a freaking bicycle, you know, when I need to go to a hundred miles away, you know, it's already unique and everything already makes sense. Like it's there. Like it's not the greatest probably metaphor, but like, you know, why am I trying to be something else when I didn't even have to choose it? And I'm, I'm literally like the most custom thing you can think of is yourself because that's the way God, God made you. And he's like flowing through you, but we do have these brains and they're, they're very difficult to, to navigate insanely. Do you feel, you know, do you, cause I, I totally love, I mean, it's powerful thought that without, without our choice, we were created custom without our choice. We were created completely unique. Don't you, 100%. don't you feel that even though we were created unique, many people want to just like, they do want to be unique, but they want to be unique, but totally just fit in with the crowd. They don't want to stand out. They want to blend in. Yeah. You know, um, I've had the question, uh, I've had the question from a few, like a couple people. Where were you two years ago on this Ukraine stuff? Where were you? Right, because people are mad that now you're talking up because it's a hot topic. Yeah. I didn't know that I was half Ukrainian nine months ago, seven months ago. I thought I was a Russian kid because we were busy on not being poor in America. And I go over there. I look into my records. I get all my birth certificates sent over. I'm like, what the heck? I'm half Ukrainian. This is crazy. I got the citizenship there. I can literally be a president there if I wanted to. Dang. If it doesn't become Russia. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a dual citizen, bro. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long that, if it, if it lasts for sure, it should last, you know? Um, but like, yo, you know, uh, and I didn't even know. I, now I'm standing out because I know some people don't even know what to stand out for. And that's why they're not standing out. And what, if, if what they do know, it's so, it might feel like it's powerful, but it needs a lot more weight. It needs a lot more commute. Like, I mean, in, in the way, in this, in the sense of standing out, it needs more community. Like if I want to stand out on a world tour, like I got, I got, I got uh, accepted to go Winter Jam. It's like one of the most whatever attended music tours in human history, whatever. And uh, you know, like if I if I want I if I want to stand out there, it's fifty people that are behind the the idea behind the concept to help somebody stand out in front of, on stage in front of 15,000 every night. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know, and some people aren't ready. You can't just throw a person on there. It's like, it's, it's, there's engineering to all this spiritual engineering, you know, like Sadhguru kind of wrote like some, a book. I think I started reading it inner engineering, but like, 
a lot of this stuff goes way uh, really far, you know. And actually, he does. I don't know if you re, like listen to him, but he does talk about some stuff. I just listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast like uh, yesterday or something. But he's talking about like taking care of the soil because there's logical things that he talks about. He sounds like a cocky little rich kid sometimes, but like you know, but like he, you know, he does talk about some stuff that's very has a lot of weight to it when it comes to like let's take care of like where we're from. Like for instance, our soil is dying right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like our, we've sucked so many. You know, yeah, we've sucked that, sucked the nutrients out of it with, you know, modifying genes you know modifying dna and it's like yo like we were just wanted to get more you know whatever more is and some some of it's like yo really and it's gonna take guys like you and me bro because um life and death is in the power of the tongue that might not make sense in every situation but you can relate it to it you know and in a lot of situations, it is. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there too, you know, in our tongues, like like what we're speaking into existence. Um, and it makes money. It prints money. It builds governments. It stirs podcasts. Totally. It, it, it sends podcasts into the world, you know? Language. It, it's it a, builds it's businesses. Like a, it's beyond just community. It's not just communicating you know words or meanings but it has power to build power to destroy when we when we agree to something and shake a hand or write something on a paper it means it means something between people right treaties or contracts or even a verbal agreement between someone when we break our word it actually means something Ooh. it has weight uh i was thinking about that a couple weeks ago how and it just, it's fascinating how as, as humans, when I give my word to someone about something and if I break it, you know, it's, it's easy to, not easy, but I often find myself breaking my words to my kids or they feel like it where we say, you know, well, you know, hopefully this weekend, maybe this weekend we'll be able to do this, you know, whatever it is. And then the week comes up <laughs> and, and they, something else comes up and like, you said, it's like, okay, we, we, we said maybe, means, right? <laughs> right. So. But it, but it's interesting that there really is there's something spiritual and powerful in the spoken word that we can say something with the spoken word and cause a war. We can say something with our word and stop a war. Like there is a, a spiritual force, yeah, behind it. It's blessed are the peacemakers yeah. that there is a you can actually be a peacemaker. And build peace through your words, which is a powerful, spirit, deeply spiritual, metaphysical concept. The word. And it's so funny that you say that, Peacemaker. It's, that's Miranov. My last name means that in Slavic. And anytime I'm in a project that, where I'm not creating peace, I always feel conviction. Always. Whether I act on it or not, I'm feeling that conviction. And these days, I know my limited energy amounts in the next half a year. I, you know, I know that I don't want, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the trail that I'm on. And I'm like, it has a lot to do with creating peace, bro. You know, 
whatever our products are, whatever our bread, your breads are, whatever your uh, logo, whatever, whatever my businesses are, whatever my investments are, whatever my community is, is it peaceful or is it another stage trying to compete with another stage? Or is it peaceful? Because it's not easy to create peace. It really is not. Because you, I think you have to go through a lot of tyranny, maybe, mm. even if it's spiritual, mm. to be like, dude, I give up. God, I give up. Like, I, I have to be a peacemaker. <laughs> you know? That is, that is true. <laughs> you have to go through so much tyranny to, to create peace and I've been thinking about this, you know, with U.S. American pundits, and I can kind of sometimes fall into that, you know, I can fall into that right. trap. Um, and thinking about this conflict, you know, seeing a lot of pundits, you know, back one side or the other, but not in a way that's making peace, you know, so I see a lot of people backing the, you know, Ukraine. But it's not in a way to like make for peace. It's in a way to make for war, or people mm-hmm. backing the, the the Russian arguments or echoing the you know Russian talking points. And it's not in a way to make for peace. It's a way to make for war. You know, one side saying, "Well, mm-hmm. look at everything that they censor in Ukraine or uh, in uh, Russia," and yet my you know I can't read RT. I can't read the Russian Times to get what the Russian Times is saying on Telegram because that's been censored. <laughs> right, so... Are you running on a VPN? Uh, no, I guess Telegram uses, like, your your phone, the phone number that you're regis- registered in. So it's like, I, I guess... Hey, the, I pay for a... The point, the let point... Let me interrupt you just for a quick second. Wait, 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 let me, let me finish this. The No, the, don't let me forget to give you a VPN for free that I pay for. I'm just trying to tell you something good. Okay. So you can see news across the world. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a VPN, so that's not the. Oh, you should use it to see Russian media, right? Well, yeah. So I guess it's just on the it's just on my phone, and it's just on Telegram that it's it's Mm -hmm. blocked because my phone number is a U.S. registered phone number, and so it doesn't get around it. But the the point being, you know how how many posts get flagged and taken down as misinformation, only to find out six months later it's real information. So with, within the making of war and making of conflict, there's finances. So within the, you know, this is the whole social media algorithm, Google trap, that it's within the making of controversial statements and the, the building up of conflict between people and taking a hardline side, that then drives more clicks, more comments more engagement, more conflict, and that puts you down a, a you know, self-fulfilling prophecy almost to continue down that road because that's what gains attraction. That's what gains eyeballs. That's what gains stages and audiences because you're controversial because you're not making for peace, but you're making for war. And yet what you're saying, yeah. and I love it, it's when you have a message that's making for peace Oftentimes, both sides who are making for war hate it. You know, this is what I experienced within the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I was saying, hey, guys, I think, they're, I think both sides are doing things that are wrong. But I also think that, that that means, I think that Hamas is a terrorist organization. 
which is doing things that are, are wrong, indiscriminately shooting missiles at civilian populations. We need, and, and that's not helping the people who are paying the cost for it, which is the Palestinian people who are being crushed from both sides, just like in this conflict with Ukraine, being crushed wow. by both sides. And so I stood up and I, I made statements saying, hey, we need to make for peace. We need, to, we need to solve for peace. But there are a lot of people who have come into agreement with the shedding of innocent blood, come into agreement with the spirit of war, making for, making for war, not peace, just like I see on both sides of this conflict within you know, mm-hmm. the NATO and Russia, both sides. And yet the people who are being crushed are the Ukrainian people, like the orphans that your, your friend is helping, saving, mm-hmm. you know, saving all these baby orphans. <laughs> and and it's, the, it's people like him, this you know, guy from Portland, Oregon, who, you know, like, who's, he's just a regular guy, right? Your friend. He's just a regular guy. It's not that he's done something incredible. It's not that he's some superhero, incredibly welcome. I mean, maybe he's connected. But he decided to go after Crimea go over and help orphans, help people in need. And he's someone that makes for peace. Just like you, you're standing up on your Instagram and you're making for peace. You're saying, you know what? Forget all these politics. Like the civilian populations being crushed. Let's make for peace. It is. And it's, it's lied, lied about. Um, and it's yeah, and and I didn't mean to interrupt you earlier. I'm sorry about no, that. No, it's good. It's all good. I uh, yeah, I just you know you you want to be able to see, study, like see what a demon looks like in a person, like for real in social media, not just church media. Church media, you know, it's cool and everything, but right now churches don't usually start wars. Usually, I don't think, from what I understand. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe some religions do, but current, the way that church, churches are going, typically not, you know, starting wars, I don't think, right. you know, and, well, uh, they have a bad reputation putting, throughout putting history. In your shoes. <laughs> when, when church, when church, when religion becomes blended with the political system and there's, and there's no way to differentiate between the political system and religion, uh, those those organizations and the same thing when you you don't have a differentiation between the political system and the economic system, those systems often tend to create war. Yeah. That's why the separation of church and state is pretty important, right? Which was the separation of church of state from church where the, the political organization couldn't control the church. Yeah. Not that the church couldn't engage yeah. or religion couldn't engage in the political process with, with their religious morals and values. Yeah. We influence, yeah, we influence, you know, we can influence polit- politics. Uh, you know, I was, <laughs> we were sitting with this, with this oligarch in Ukraine uh, and he was whining and dining us. And he's like, 
order whatever you want. I got it. You want a few women? You want this? You want alcohol? What's up? You know, like whatever. I'm just like, y'all, just take some hummus. I'm good. But hummus and a pe- some pita. We're chilling. We hang, keep hanging out with them. We go to another like venue where it's like the, the best spot in downtown Kiev. All this, he's wanting and dining us. Uh, was minus the wine. I, I'm not on drink, but um, uh, and I don't, uh, I don't mind people that do either way, as long as it's you know not hurting them. And at the end of the like eight hours hanging out with them, you know, walk around like with all this wealthy ass personal securities no people have nobody has guns in ukraine but rich dudes you know so to speak or politicians maybe like that are up there and uh and he goes to my buddy uh one of my business partners out there in in kiev uh or we you know we were still friends we used to be business partners and he's like dude he's like i have to say it he's like all the stuff that I've been involved this last 20 years. He's like, I was raised Christian. He's like, and I, I know what I have to do. You know, he's like, I, he's like, I, I know I have to give my life up. I know I have to give this up. Like, it's just so hard for me to do. You know, I have to give, I have to give all this craziness up, all this filth that I'm in. That's that everybody thinks is awesome. You know, I mean, we speak about it all the time, but when you see a person say it and you see a soul, you see his soul's trying to get out and the demon's almost all the way out. It's good, you know? That's why we speak. That's why we talk. That's why we speak, you know? That's why somebody might take this podcast and they might translate it, you know? And they might be in Ukrainian or in Russian. I might I'm have to pay. I actually was thinking about paying for that myself. And uh, yeah, bro, like, and it, you know what? More importantly, while we're here together right now, it, trying to put myself more in your shoes, bro. Like you deal with social media, right? Um, sometimes I feel like because we're a lot of times, more times than not, in in a war with powers and principalities of darkness. You know, what's the point of listening? to 7 million people or 7 maybe to somebody it's 7 billion if you know deep down inside it's not your ego saying but your spirit saying that's not right I don't care about the fame I'm, I'm going to go back and worry to make sure there's food in my and you, you know if there's food in my stomach there's food in the stomachs of people around me we're going to make wise decisions and we're going to grow in 60 years from now, which is going to fly by like this. It's going to be a completely different landscape. It's going to be a completely different landscape because of what we were thinking about, because of what we were podcasting about, because of all that. And you're under that pressure. Cause you're like, you know, you have a quality studio, bro. Like you have massive, massive studio, you know, that is going to be huge, you know? And it's, and all these trends and all this stuff that's out there that's trying to tell anybody that's like you or like me um, that we're doing something wrong and that we're not living up to what needs to happen. No, competition is good when it's from the Holy Spirit, so to speak. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like it's totally. good. And, and all that is good. But resist the devil. 
and know the de- know the demons like know as we like pentecostals say or or whatever you know i don't know right. whatever right. that means but like n- know that even if it might be my friend it might be my brother god's in them you know but they they're letting a little bit of the demon in they want to flirt around with the they want to flirt with the devil they want to dance with the devil the devil wears prada man the devil wears some <laughs> yeah. fancy stuff. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes. Angel of light. You know, it really does. Wolves in sheep clothing. There's a there's yeah. an Arabic, there's an Arabic saying. It's uh an Arabic Isim Shaya wa Batanjaya, which is the name is famous, but the stomach is empty. Or the stomach is hungry. <sighs> and it's and oh. you know, they, they mean it there's two different kind of contextual meanings to it. One is that, you know, you you pretend to be the rich guy but you actually you know you're broke because you're overextended but then there's the other the other meaning that it reminds me of what you just said of how you know we could chase the 7 million or 100 million 700 million people in, to get the affirmation or controversy or energy f- f- from them but really, we could be just empty, empty vessels, empty clouds that promises rain, but just as empty. Or we can we can pull back from that, as you said. You know, sixty years is going to go by. You know, like that, and I'm already, you know, I could be already halfway. I could be over halfway through my life. You don't know. You know, you just had a near death experience. You got hit by a car. Had your walking through a crosswalk red light 74 kilometers kilometers brother 74 kilometers an hour oh my gosh almost 50 miles an hour i'm talking about like skull, deathly like skull it's not out titanium plate put in you you had a brush with death you could have been, we could not be having this podcast right now we could not be having this conversation right now so you don't know the time but at the end of the day like what matters the 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 controversy, the followers, the likes. No, it's my family. It's it's whether or not my stomach was filled with the richness and the goodness and the truth of God, not the the fame of the world and the attention of the world and the money of the world, whatever is that that emptiness that we're chasing to try to, as you you know, so rightly said, be unique. Trying to feel, trying to feel like we're unique, so we're something special, even though we were born unique, without asking, without warning. Yeah. That's how you know we're just given that way. Um, their their fame is full, but their spirit is empty. Yeah, yeah, it's some shy. So their name is famous, but their stomach is empty. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. But uh. Yeah, as you, and and as you said, you know all those, all those who are making war, you know, making for war, they are, you know, here today and gone tomorrow. But the righteous, those who make for peace, they shall remain. Yeah, you know, as you said, I like that. Yeah, man. Well, my head's starting to hurt a little bit after these surgeries and all that. Um, yeah. Um, 
And uh, let's keep rocking and rolling, staying in touch. I got a bunch of meetings the next four months across the U.S. Um, I got this big one on Friday. Uh, so just just paving the way, man. Amazing. You know? um, looking for people that are peaceful. Not looking for any. Not not looking for anybody that's combative. You know, in a sense that uh, combat is good, but it, it needs to be from God. You know, when we're fighting, when we're Christians and we're fighting against each other and all this stuff, then we should repent and we should like, you know, figure out a better way because yeah. that's not part of the, that's not part of the plan. Combat is when it's from God, it's okay. You know, but when it's, uh, it, it, you have to be able to say that that combat was from God and you can't look your brother in the face that's in your community or in your family and say that combat was from God against you from me like what the heck kind of statement is that you know like we might yeah it is yeah yeah it's true yeah well brother get some rest rest that head of yours thanks man that's all for episode 274 the afterglow thanks for listening to the second half if you got value out of this show, I ask that you would go and visit lucasrobot.com backslash support and earmark it Ukraine all of all the money given this week or from this episode is going to go to help orphans in Ukraine get rescued out of basements, get food, shelter, water. You can give your hard cold fiat and actually make a real difference in orphans lives today so the link is in the show notes and if you're listening on podcast 2.0 certified app the link is right there in your app we will see you next time on the show remember you are someone who pursues truth so that you can live by truth and that empowers us and enables us to own the future